0: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepherd talk about learning to adjust as a parent. Let's hear what they have to say.
1: Mark, as we talk about parents learning to adjust and even modify, the times are different. We have to acknowledge
2: that. They are, you know, and, and I think where we have to adjust is to accommodate our kids in such a way so that we don't push them away. I, and I think this is true in, in what is happening with kids today is that they really think that that which they've been taught doesn't apply to the world that they're living in. And it's because sometimes we hold to standards in such a way, and I'm saying in such a way, that it it shows our kids that we're immovable. And I'm going, that's where we've got to learn to make some adjustments and help our kids apply that which we have taught them to the world that they live in. I mean, Lifeway Resources did a study a number of years ago, that stated that 85% of kids were leaving the church upon graduation. Mm. And 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 what that is is kids just going, look, it doesn't fit, it doesn't work, mm-hmm. it doesn't apply. Well, sometimes that's because we haven't allowed the flexibility to allow the tides to come in and come out, allow the waves to come in. And for the bigger picture, sometimes I think this that 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 what we've done with our kids is taught them a bill of goods that they don't feel like they need to apply. Uh, to their world.
1: Well, it's not answering the questions that they're asking today.
2: That's right. That's right. And I think we've got to spend some time going, how do we adjust that so that it does become applicable? Now, I'm so practical oriented. I'm always making comments. People quit lecturing and spend more time in discussion. Quit sharing your opinion, ask questions. I'm always saying it's a new way to engage with your child. It doesn't mean that the old way is wrong. What you're doing is adjusting and modifying the way you present yourself to a child so their interest can continue to be piqued in such a way that they're still interested in what we're doing and what we're saying.
1: What message does it send to our kids when we are flexible with them?
2: Nothing changes. I mean, and and so we say, nothing changes. It's all this, and this is what it's all about. And our kids are looking, going, my world is changing. Right Now, you have to understand, I mean, when you and I grew up, you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, information turned over once every 11 years, <laughs> yeah. and it's turning over now every nine months. Mm-hmm. Things come and go quickly. I it's mean, it's, speeding it's, up, it's, isn't it? it's just yeah. like this. And so, so kids are going, okay, I need to make sure that it's transitioning. And so that's where a parent has got to be engaged with their child and help them do that. Kids get into trouble when parents can't keep up with the changes in the culture and and allowing what they believe to be true to accommodate the needs of their kids because the kid begins to think it ain't working, so they abandon the very thing that we've built their life on, And, and then they end up going... It doesn't work, and mom and dad go, well, why doesn't? We've been holding to these truths. It's because they haven't adjusted or modified the way they engage with their kids.
1: Don't you think we're just trying to protect our kids? Isn't that what we're trying to do as parents?
2: I think so. I mean, and and there is a a, a great argument for that, but sometimes we spend so much time protecting that we spend very little time preparing them for that Mm -hmm. next stage. I can keep that world from happening, But you know what? If I don't expose them to it and allow them to become adjusted to it, and stick their foot in the water and and get a feel for what's going on, so that so that when they do jump into the water at age eighteen, whether that be in a job or going off to school or, or college, that that they're not flooded and just feel so overwhelmed and and unprepared.
1: And when we do try to hold on too tight, um, what happens to the team? They they want to break away, well, right? It pushes them it. away.
2: They'll fight for it. You know, I I I can make this statement, and I I think it's it's true of what I see with kids. I think parents in giving privileges to kids hold on about 6 months too long. Hmm. I mean so I would so the the flip side of that is parents if you think it's time to give your child some privileges, you should have given it to them six months ago. And it should cause everybody just to think that through. Am I holding on too long and causing my child to have to fight for something rather than in our mindset as believers that hold the standard, which is good to hold to those biblical principles. No, we're not giving that yet. And and so we don't adjust so our kids then have to rebel to get the freedoms to adjust. They wanna fit in with their world and I'm not talking about adapting their world and loving their world and embracing it. Or giving them
1: license to do the wrong thing. That's
2: right. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about adjusting in such a way they want to make adjustments too, to accommodate the world that they live in. And so if we don't give it to them, they will fight for it because they're the ones that have to survive in it. I know
1: there's no hard and fast rules, but is there an age generally when you should start thinking about letting the freedom reigns out a little bit? I
2: do. You know, at age 10, I mean, and somebody goes, "You, you've, uh, are you serious?" And I <laughs> now go, "You've got a
1: granddaughter who's about. I do. She that is close ten. To that. Yeah, okay. she is
2: ten, and it scares me to death. But you know what I'm, what I'm learning? I, I say, let the reins out in some arenas. But I tell parents all the time now, don't let your kids go on sleepovers at somebody else's house between the ages of ten and thirteen. Really? That's the time that they experiment. That's the time that that somebody goes, "Hey." I found this in the house, or I heard about this, or let's try this, or let's let's play with this choking game a little bit. That's where I'm going, that's not the time. It needs to be supervised. People need to see what's going on. Too much experimentation goes on, and somebody goes, well, Mark, that's kind of old-fashioned. You got to be kidding me. No, 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 no. It's protective, and now let's give them other freedoms on the other side and allow them to do other things.
1: I think one of the challenges must be that we generally tend to parent the way we were parented.
2: Right. Yeah, I, I think that is so true, and we say, I've taught all these good things. I've given them great biblical principles. I have built these things in our life. We've had great devotions. Our kids have been brought up in a godly home. I mean, I think most parents are saying that. The flip side of it is if you don't adjust to the needs of your teens, what if I tell you, quit lecturing, your kids don't need that anymore. They need discussion to apply what they've learned, what you have done a great job in teaching them, and applying it to their world in such a way that it's effective and they embrace the very things and principles and values and morals and all those good things that we want them to embrace.
1: And any parent who doesn't know where to start, you've taught us before, start by asking good questions.
2: Absolutely. Start asking questions. Quit talking so much. I mean, Scripture says <laughs> that a fool delights in airing his own opinion. You know, I go, stop. Stop. Just stop a little bit and realize your child needs to make the transition and you can usher it in in a good way by offering something to your child. And here's the other thing. When you start to ask questions of your kids, they feel valued at a time that it is most devaluing time in middle school and junior high. You're
1: not giving your opinion. You're not laying down the law. You're just asking them questions. I'm just
2: asking questions, and I am believing that that which I have taught them, uh, that God will bring to fruition, that I am trusting Him— in what he's doing in the life of my child, and I'm trusting the word that I have built into the life of my child, that it will adapt. That will never change. Mm-hmm. It's That's not the issue. The issue is of the application of that and how it fits in the world that they live
1: in. So the answers you're getting from them are giving you clues as to how you need to adjust.
2: That's right, and I don't need to be judgmental I mean, I've already built that into them. I've already taught them about right and wrong and good and bad and what's black and white and and what should happen and what shouldn't happen. What I'm doing now is affirming them and help guiding and direct them, just as God does with us, Mm -hmm. you know, that man plans his steps, but God directs his path. What, that's what I'm doing with my child. And so when they give me one of those negative things I don't like hearing, I just go, that's interesting. Well, let's talk about that a little bit more. And I try to guide them rather than smash them and smother them and say, no, no, you're going to believe this way because that's what causes them to start to rebel.
0: If you're a parent of a teen, you know that today's teenagers live in a different world than the one you were raised in. That means your style of parenting needs to be very different too. Too many parents parent their teens with principles that come across as authoritarian or judgmental, and such styles just aren't effective anymore. There is a better way, one that helps parents and their teens thrive together in today's culture. In the nine-week video course, Tough Guys and Drama Queens, Mark Regston will give you a new vision of the sort of role they could play in the life of their teens and help them understand the world through the eyes of their children. This course comes with a facilitator's book, a copy of Mark's Tough Guys and Drama Queens book, and a participant's guide. There's even questions at the end of each lesson to help provoke discussion, in case you wanna go through the course with your friends, neighbors, or church group. You can order the Tough Guys and Drama Queens curriculum series by visiting ParentingTeenResources.com.
1: Helping parents learn to adjust and modify to our teen's world. And, Mark, let's get a handle on this here today. What are some of the real practical steps that we can take? You know,
2: I I think that parents probably are thinking, wait a minute, should I change the way that I'm engaging with my child and what I require from them? And I go, absolutely, absolutely. I think adjusting to your changing teen is like hitting a moving target. And what that tells <laughs> me not. is I've always got to be changing mm-hmm. in my way that I parent. You know, it, it's it's almost saying to, to a parent, what are the things that that I can quit doing, but what are some of the things that I can start doing as well? And and a parent's sitting there going, wait, what are you talking about? I go, okay, if I've had this rule in our home that everybody cleans their room up and it's got to be Clean and 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 if anybody knows me, they know that I'm a neat nick. I am obsessive, compulsive, I like things in order and I like it clean Uh and I want to I want it in its place. I am that way. You know what? (laughs) And given an amount of time, I will drive everybody nuts in the process. I really will. I just I just want things to be neat. People come on our property and they look at Heartlight and they go, it looks beautiful. That's because I want it neat. But I tell you, I drive the landscaper, the guy who mows the grass, I drive them nuts. You're not cutting the right way. It needs to be done. This I would drive anybody crazy. So I understand the need for neatness. But you know, more important is the need for a relationship with your child. Mm. My obsessive compulsiveness with having to have everything in its place and everything in order almost lost my relationship with my son. And I thought at one point, I've got to quit doing this because what's important, is the relationship. That is what is going to continue in the days ahead. This room thing and the neatness will pass. So maybe parents, what you need to do is lighten up on that. Perhaps the movies. If you've got a 17-year-old kid and all you're allowing them to watch is Disney movies, they're either sneaking around watching something different, you know, or they're becoming deceptive or they're not telling you the truth or they're doing it behind your back.
1: Something's going on.
2: That's right. And I go, and so, I mean, I think that's where it becomes very difficult as a parent. I go, okay, then then what do I allow without violating who I am and what I stand for and those biblical principles, you know, but how do I adjust and modify perhaps to allow my child to engage differently in the world so they can survive?
1: I'm getting the message today that this is both ongoing and never-ending. That's right. All at the same That's time, right. Right? A,
2: it, There's no list to this thing. Yeah. I would go, when you look at a cell phone and a parent says, I'm not going to give my child a cell phone until they're 15 years old, I'm going, he probably has one mm. in his car that he bought <laughs> and he's using, or he's using everybody else's. But most people go, okay, I get that from a few years ago. Kids don't need cell phones, and I understand that. But this is how kids communicate. Yeah. I mean, my granddaughters are getting an iPad, you know, I mean, and I go, they're five and ten. They understand this whole world of of of, of media, they get it. And now,
1: they'll learn it quicker than you and I will they learn. They will. It too. So it
2: has to be monitored. So for me to take that away and say, you can't get that, it, you know, it's it's the way my child engages with other people, and they need to do that. And so if it is a cell phone, I want to speak truth to them in the midst of them doing something. So it may mean that I need to change the way that I'm engaging with my child. I may need to modify some of my own demands that I have of them.
1: Maybe we need to adjust in some areas we don't even think about. Maybe That's some right. things we're doing that are driving our kids nuts, and we just do them.
2: Right. Maybe it's a 30-minute extra on curfew. I mean, my comment at the beginning of the program was that most parents don't change quick enough and cause their kids to have to rebel to get what they want to survive in the world that they live in, whether that be a cell phone or more time on curfew or engaging with other people. Yeah,
1: letting the rope out a little bit. It is mm-hmm. letting it
2: out. Mm -hmm. at a time that kids need to socially interact it becomes very very important so i ask parents all the time what can you quit doing but also what can you start doing in the process and always be evaluating yourself how can how can i stop some things and start some things to engage with my child differently as they age and mature
1: mark as you know we get hundreds of questions from parents here's just one that came in recently how do you stop giving your child everything and still let them know your love hasn't changed towards them? My ex-husband and I divorced when my son was 4. Being a single mom and feeling terrible for him, I spoiled him. Now he's 16 and still expects everything. That's
2: right. You know, I would say at at his 17th birthday, you you give him a phrase that says you know, I want to give you everything, but I owe you nothing. I mean, there is something about that. You've got to quit giving them everything. What's happening is they're not coming to their senses. You look at the prodigal son. When he came to his senses, the verse right before that is, and everyone quit giving him everything. Hmm. When people quit giving them everything, they're motivated to go look for something different. They start assuming responsibility. And it may be saying on that next time, it may be New Year's, it may be on June 1st, it may be on July 4th, it may be on their birthday that you say, this is when it's going to stop, and you wean them away from it. And th- this lady that, that says this, let me tell you, we've all spoiled our kids. Yeah. We've all spoiled. Our, our kids have a lot more than we had, and they have that expectation that, it, that it's got to keep coming. That's one of the things you need to modify. You need to stop that. So there are some things to stop, but in the midst of stopping, give something at the same time, and you'll get to a better place with your child.
1: You know, this topic today, parents learning to adjust and modify, let's look at it from the teen's perspective. What message does it send to the teen when the parent does do these things right?
2: You want your kid to change. I mean, everybody wants their child to change. We want them to continue to mature. And when we change we're giving them permission to change as well. Some things we hold on to that we made decisions when they were in 6th grade and we're still holding on to them now, you know, when they're a senior in high school and that's why they're rebelling. And so I tell people, what's something you're holding on to that you can let go of? Your stance on music, videos, cleanliness of a room, a curfew, your view of cell phones, Facebook and still maintain your integrity in the process.
1: We're not here to make the list up for you. You have to do that that's in your right. own house, that's but right. uh, just to get you th- thinking about these things here today. Really very helpful, Mark.
0: Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, Please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.